up to the uh, morning services, <clears throat> excuse me, um, but yeah, it's just so special to be with all of you. So as Luke said, my name is Nancy. For those of you that don't know much about me, I grew up on a farm in the Eastern Cape and um, my parents still live there and I still love the farm. And um, so I was in boarding school for most of my life. I was in Craddock and then ended off um, at Woodridge, which is between PE and Jeffreys Bay. So most of my, my childhood was um, mostly good. The one thing that I really did struggle with um, was my health, specifically gut health. So I really used to often have severe, severe digestive problems, stomach cramps and um, that is what led me to studying homeopathy and um, also becoming a Pilates instructor. But before I go any further, I just want to, yeah, I just want to open up in prayer and I just say, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for this moment. Thank you, Lord, <clears throat> for your undeniable presence. Thank you, Lord, that you are such a good and faithful father. Thank you, Lord, that there's no other name higher than the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you for the power and the authority in the name of Jesus, the authority above disease and sickness, the authority over our minds, Lord God. We lay down our lives, Lord, and we want to glorify you with our bodies, Lord God, and we pray that you'll give us a new revelation of how you see each one of us and how you see um, yeah, just how you see our bodies and how you look at us, Lord God. Thank you that you know each one of us so personally and that you're so deeply interested in every single area of our lives, Lord. There's not one part that you are not interested in, Lord, and we just say thank you for that. Thank you that you're such a good God and that you say that whatever we ask in your name will be done for us, Lord, and we just say thank you, Lord God, that you are so good and that you are our ultimate healer, Lord God. Amen. So last week, Armel kicked off the um, healing series with um, just reminding us of how important our faith is in our journey of healing and that we shouldn't be of little faith, <clears throat> but also that the Lord is such a faithful father. So when it comes to our health, we need to speak truth over our minds. And one of the truths is, is what one of the Lord's name means, and that's um, Yahweh Rapha, the Lord who heals. So this year, <clears throat> I have an even deeper urge to encourage you to partner with the Lord, to do your part, um, to build a strong body, to make, you, um, to make you a strong and healthy individual, but also to make us a strong and healthy church. There's really something special in being part of a community that is making a shift in every way in this um, in this sense, mostly our, or yeah, in this sorry, okay, specifically our health and lifestyles, to optimize our potentials, not only within ourselves, but as a church. So I want to read from 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 to 22, where it talks about unity and diversity in the body. So from verse 12, it says, Just as a body, though one has many parts, <clears throat> but all of its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves <clears throat> or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. 
Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. So in these verses, Paul is reminding us that God has created a unique space for each one of us in our church. All of us have a specific, um, specialized, God-designed role. We are all created differently for a purpose, but in our differences, our unique gifts, we must work together. We are all very needed. I think it would be very disheartening for the Lord if you um, think that you have no part to play um, in the body of the church. We were all created with a purpose. Specifically now, I really feel there's no time to sit back now. We are all very needed as individuals and as a church. We are all very needed. So we need to partner with the Lord to make ourselves strong and healthy so, so we are ready to operate in excellence for what we need to do. So our ultimate goal on this earth would be to flow in our purpose, to flourish in it, to finish the race, and to complete the task the Lord has given us to advance his kingdom and to glorify him. And to do that effectively, we need to take responsibility for our lifestyle and health choices. What is God's desire for us? John 3 verse 1 um, says, Beloved, I pray that it may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. So just as we have just read and as Jesus demonstrated during his earthly healing ministry, God wants you to be in good health and he wants you um, to be, so he desires for us to be in good health and to have good well-being. Your body is very important to God as it carries your soul and your spirit. And it not only carries them, but the health of your body affects the well-being of your soul and your spirit. So God wants your physical body to prosper so that your soul and your spirit can prosper. He wants you to be well in every sense, to be able to be effective and operate in excellence in his kingdom. God wants you to seek him in your physical health and your lifestyle choices. He wants you to seek him in your cravings, in your discouragement, in your exercise, in your lack of motivation, in your food choices, in every area of your health. The Lord is interested in your personal struggles. He is so interested and he wants you to ask him about it. God is faithful and he says, whatever you ask in my name will be done for you. Even your food choices, your lifestyle choices, God is faithful. So you can choose to honor God with your mind and your body. So healthy living is a way that we can love God. This year, my husband and I did the lamb course with Leon and Hanika. I'm not sure if you know them, the leaders in our church. Um, and one of the things that came out towards the end of the course is just that God is so for marriages. He created our marriage, and our marriage is ultimately to glorify him. So it's not just about me. It's not just about my husband. 
He wants us to have fun. He wants us to enjoy it. And he wants us to have a good marriage. But he's created it for us to glorify him as a, um, as a unit. And as soon as I got that revelation, it felt like I just instantly went, um, instantly went deeper into a level of wanting to glorify the Lord more through our marriage. And I, it just felt like my husband and I instantly went into a deeper level in our marriage just, just from that revelation. So in the same way that our marriage glorifies the Lord, healthy living is also a way that we can love God. And I pray that the Lord will really give you a personal revelation of how you can live healthily. Our bodies are all different. We all respond differently to different things. So it's a personal journey. So I really pray that the Lord will reveal to you exactly how you need to do this. So 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31 says, So whether whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So let's recap on three practical things that God says about our bodies in his word. God made our bodies. We need to steward and manage our bodies. The second point is we need to honor God with our bodies, and we are here to serve with our bodies. So God made our bodies. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Our body is a gift, but we need to manage and steward this gift with good lifestyle choices. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 12 um, is where Paul reminds us that everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. So are your food and your lifestyle choices permissible, or are they beneficial? Looking after our bodies and body care is an act of Christian discipleship and worship. 2 Corinthians 7 verse 1 says, Therefore, since we have these great and wonderful promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, completing holiness, living a consecrated life, a life set apart for God's purpose, in the fear of God. So God's approach and will for our bodies is very different to the world's approach. God's approach is about an abundant life and how we can achieve an abundant life. The world's approach is about an artificial shape, a more pressure approach, which often leads to shame of not measuring up. So that's where the spiritual truth of Jesus helps us overcome the physical challenge of healthy living. We have an entirely different motivation than the world's motivation We treat our bodies as instruments as opposed to ornaments. So Romans 12 verse 1 says, Offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual worship. The moment you offer your body to God, no matter your shape, your body becomes pleasing to God just as we are. Our holiness and our acceptance doesn't rest on the shape of our bodies. So if you lose weight or if you gain weight, it doesn't make God love you more. All of us, or less, all of us need to offer our bodies to God for our bodies to become pleasing to God just as we are. Our holiness and acceptance doesn't rest on how we look. So our second point is we should honor God with our bodies. He made it, and he wants us to honor him with it. So 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19 to 20 says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Honor God with your body. Honor God with your lifestyle um, choices. Honor him with your mind. 
And our third point is I am to serve in this body. So once you come to Christ, he fills you with his spirit. We become his temple. God gave us a body to serve him in this world. Mark 10 verse 45 says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. John 13 verse 15 This is where, after um, washing the disciples' feet, Jesus says, For I gave you this as an example, so that you should do in turn as I did to you. So once we think of these three things that God thinks about our bodies, we start to think of, uh, we start to realize the importance of taking care of our um, bodies. Our bodies are sacred to God. So just as we read in Romans 12 verse 1, that we must offer our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and um, pleasurable to God. This is our spiritual act of worship. So how do we do this? You do in your body what Jesus did when he was on earth. Jesus is our example. Jesus served on earth, so we should serve. These are ma- this is our major motivation to look after our bodies and to chase after better health. The healthier I am, the better I can serve, and the greater the difference I can make in this world. So after the, uh, well, during this last year specifically, I've really noticed how our church has become so, I know it's always been the case, but specifically this year, so outward focused, really uh, so involved in our schools, in sports, in um, local missionaries or and uh, missionaries across the world, but just there's so much stuff going on in our schools and in our youth groups and things like that and in our prayer ministry groups. And I just think that it is so much easier to be effective in, in what you do, to operate in your purpose, to do what the Lord's will is for you if you are feeling good. If you're feeling tired, if you have a headache, it's not so easy to stay positive and motivated to do all the things that we need to do. If someone's having a bit of a hard day, how can you feel encouraged or keep that, be the one to bring that person out of their hard day if you're not feeling so well yourself? So this is why it is so important to take care of yourself. God wants you to feel well. He wants you to be excellent in what you do. You can't do... Um, so if you are dealing with a, sorry, a health issue, just keep praying about it. Don't get, don't get discouraged. Ask God to lead you in your food choices and um, what, how would, um, you can glorify him with your body. Pray about your physical struggles you are going through. We can't really do anything that will guarantee that we won't get sick or deal with a major health issue. We live in a fallen world. But I do believe that God is not done with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Don't stop praying. Sometimes our healing happens in a different way to what we expected. Our spiritual growth is also important in the process. So this morning I was telling everyone about how um, my kids have got a four-year-old and a six-year-old, and my kids often get the normal childhood illnesses. We've been through mumps, and they just get recurrently ill. And it becomes quite exhausting through the sleepless nights, constantly giving them medication. And you get discouraged because we keep praying for them, and it just feels like it just never ends. So I'm sure um, a lot of you sometimes feel like that when you're sick, and it just feels like there's just no end to it. 
The other day, um, I was standing outside and my youngest daughter, Isabel, was inside. And she's been going through, she's been coughing for a long while. And we always pray over them and everything. But she was standing inside alone and she was coughing. And she said, go away, cough, in Jesus' name. And I just felt your. If this is what it's taken for her to know the authority in Jesus' name over her health at the age of four, then that whole thing was worth it. One verse that is often in, oh, um, sorry, I just want to skip this one. So God uses all things for his good. Romans 8 verse 28 says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. So one verse that is often in repeat mode in my mind, especially when the going gets tough, is from Proverbs 3, specifically verse 5 to 6, but I'm going to read Proverbs 3 from 1 to 8, where it talks about trusting in the Lord with all your heart. So it says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For the for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. So give your health to the Lord. Trust him. Put your faith in God and ask him to lead you in your food and lifestyle choices. He is our faithful father. Let's be good stewards of what God has given us. Let's worship God by taking our health seriously and incorporating thoughtful, healthy lifestyle habits. So you'll see you've got a pamphlet on your chair of the life-cultivating habits that I've put together. And you'll see that towards the end, not all of the things that I'm going to be mentioning are on the pamphlet. So if you are interested, you can leave your email address and I'll email it through to you. So the important thing to note about these life-cultivating habits is they are achievable to all of us. It's something that we can all do. But also, it's very important to note that it's not just one habit that you need to work on, but all these things are important to make the ultimate difference in your life and to your health. So our first habit is laughter, laughing as much as possible. So God gave us this most um, amazing gift to decrease our cortisol to boost our mood, and to decrease depression. The interesting thing about laughing is whether you um, fake a smile or laughter, it still has the same benefits on your body. So if you need to fake it in the beginning, it still sounds like a good idea. (laughs) Our second habit is to sleep at least seven hours a night, seven to eight hours a night. Sleep is one of the strongest immune boosters available to us. It's the time when your body repairs and restores itself, specifically our sleep before midnight. So you have hormones that are secreted at different times of the night, and your body, even your brain and your body um, sort of repair happens mostly before midnight. So it's very, very important to go to bed before midnight. Um, and then, so a lack of sleep affects your mood, your thought processes, your productivity, 
um, your hormones, your sugar cravings. So if you've had a bad night's sleep, your body releases an enzyme which makes you crave sugar a bit more. So if you're having a day where you're really craving sugar, maybe you should just try and work on your sleep cycles. So insomnia is also something that is completely different. That's sometimes a little bit out of our control, but trust God to heal that too. Our third habit is exercise every day. So exercise is such an important life-changing habit. It is, I always say, no matter your age, no matter your ability, never stop moving. So our bodies are made up of 65 to 75% of water. And if you imagine a little pool or a dam, a stagnant pool or a dam, so that's not flowing, or a pool that's been untreated, that just sits there for a while, Think of all the things that build up in, the, in this little dam. Think of the toxins. Think of all the little diseases. You can imagine for yourself in a little pond that hasn't had any water flowing out of it. The same is with our bodies. If we don't move our bodies, if we don't drink enough water or eat foods that help our bodies to detox, our bodies also build up a lot of um, toxins and sort of become diseased. So exercise is very, very important. Um, You have a number of neurotransmitters that are released that boost your mood, that control your pain levels. And also, the big thing is that um, even if you don't have much time, you still need to focus on doing short bursts of high-intensity exercises. So I'm not sure if you've heard about Tabata's or high-intensity exercises in general, but basically what you need to do is to skyrocket your heart rate for four minutes. So find an exercise or find something that you like, doing something that will really skyrocket your heart rate. Do it for 40 seconds and then rest for 20 seconds or even 30-30 and then change it up until you can do a full minute, I mean a full four minutes of without rest. So the The goal is to keep your heart rate skyrocketed for four minutes. And just with those four minutes, your body experiences the same benefits as if you're exercising for 20 minutes or for an hour. If you can exercise um, for or get your heart rate up for 20 minutes... Or an hour for three to four times a week, then that's also, um, I would really advise that. If you have an office job or if you tend to sit a lot, if you're studying, get up three times a day and try and do a plank. 30 seconds to one minute, it has major benefits on your body. You build lots of strength. It's a full body workout. 30 seconds to one minute, your brain will be boosted and you'll be way more effective for the rest of the afternoon. (laughs) The chances are very slim. I'm going to be showing you a plank right now. (laughs) So the other thing that I often used to think um, that I didn't really want to do, I always used to like cardio exercise, but strength training is so important. Resistance training is very, very important. So building muscle. Your muscle is very important because as we age, we naturally start losing muscle. And as soon as um, we lose muscle, your muscle gets replaced with fat. So basically you become insulin dependent or pre-diabetic. So your muscle is... um, very important, so I just want to, for, let's just quickly check here. So you slow down your metabolism, you have higher stress hormone cortisol, you have lower growth hormone, which is the hormone for repair, rebuild, and to renew your tissues. You have lower testosterone, so you actually end up in a vicious cycle of losing more muscle and, and having it replaced with fat. 
So when exercising, high intensity and mostly strength training, our body goes through something called hormesis, which is your body's internal capabilities of healing itself. So as soon as you put your body through any stress, high resistance training or anything or any sort of challenge, your body automatically kicks into healing itself sort of phase. So all your um, anti-inflammatory processes start once you start pushing your or challenging your body. So this happens when you do strength training or resistance training or any high-intensity training. So the other reason why... um, exercise and specifically strength training is important is because of our mitochondria um, function and mitochondria are very important for your energy. So as soon as your energy goes down, um, think of one of the first things that you can do is to exercise, which naturally increases your energy. So the other amazing thing about exercise, sorry, I'm spending a lot of time on this one because exercise is just such a vital, vital, vital part of our lives. Um, so exercise in general improves your blood pressure, cholesterol, it lowers the risk of heart um, disease, strength training improves your mood, your motivation, your cognitive function, increases something we call brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which helps to prevent dementia, and increases neuroplasticity, so that's your brain making new cells and repairing itself, and increases oxygen supply to your brain. So strength training also helps you to prevent osteoporosis, so helps your um, bones to keep strong. So our fourth habit is um, to maintain healthy relationships. So the Lord has made us for relationships. He has not made us for isolation. Your friends and your community around you are so vitally important. Again, we are not made for isolation. When the going gets tough, you need your friends around you to pull you out of the bad days. Or when you're struggling to stick to a certain plan, you need your friends to keep you accountable. Make sure that you're keeping your relationships strong, whether you're inviting your friends for coffee, meals, going for a walk or runs. Just think of creative ways to keep your relationships strong, but don't... um, Don't focus, don't think that I'm a person that just likes to be home. You need your people. Our fifth habit is optimism and gratitude, managing your mind. And this one is also a very, very important thing. So our mind and the way we think plays a major role in our health. When your your brain works right, you work right. Getting physically well is not just about outward appearance, but about your ability to even think better and make better decisions. So studies show that high levels of optimism and gratitude, so being optimistic, positive, and grateful, are linked to longer lives, better mental, emotional, and physical health and immunity. So how can we combat negative thinking to live out um, optimism and positivity? Automatic negative thoughts, so the little ants that enter your mind. We are often infested with ants, automatic negative thoughts. So your thoughts lie a lot. We can be, um, we don't have to believe everything we think. So I, last year I used the analogy, in this, or this morning I used the analogy of, imagine you're having a conversation with some, someone very close to you, your husband or wife or um, a close friend, and you're having some, a very, very important conversation. 
And then you feel like that person didn't listen to you. Now you separate for the day, you go to work, and in your mind you're thinking, okay, that person, my friend or my husband or wife, didn't listen to me. That The whole day it's circulating in your mind. Then it suddenly becomes my husband or my wife or my friend doesn't care for me. So by the end of the day when you get back home or the next day when you see your friend or whoever it is, you act differently around that person, which can be so damaging for that relationship. And it started with one thought. Check and verify your thoughts. Check, make sure that everything, we have so many thoughts a day. Check your thoughts, manage your thoughts, manage your mind. So again, question your thoughts. Is that thought true? If I don't question the thoughts in my head, I act as if the lie is true. Strive to be so in tune with God's perspective. The small daily choices of what you say, what you think, and what you focus on will determine whether you like an eagle or like a chicken. You soar like an eagle when you choose to forgive, to forgive instead of being bitter and resentful. You soar like an eagle when you choose to bless instead of being offended by another's wrong. You choose to make God's kingdom your mind's dwelling place like an eagle builds its nest on high places when you choose to become like God. We need to constantly focus on not being the chicken, being, getting so busy focusing on the things of this world and focusing on the little thoughts that go through our mind and losing out on the intimacy with God and through that not gaining his perspective. So it's, it's a constant thing to keep working against the little automatic thoughts that come in your mind and to always be optimistic and grateful. There are various ways that you can do this, so journaling, being optimistic, focusing on daily blessings, but one of the big things and one of the very important things to me is to speak truths from Scripture over your mind daily. There are so many, but I'm reading a few from one. The first one is Romans 12, verse um, 2, where it says, we need to be transformed through the renewing of our mind. Philippians 4, verse 12 to 13 says, I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Proverbs 4, verse 23 says, Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. Our sixth habit is to pray continually. So we obviously know that praying is the foundation of our relationship with God, and it obviously brings us closer to him. The more we pray, the more um, we stop focusing on our circumstances and we start getting God's perspective. But God has also given us this amazing bonding um, habit that also decreases our cortisol levels, increases our mood, so in that way boosts our immune function. So even though your situation around you doesn't change, you still, your immune system still gets stronger. Your body still reacts in a positive way just by praying and focusing on the Lord's perspective and focusing on Him. And naturally, your cortisol levels also go down. Our seventh habit is to get out in the sun. So the sun is so vitally important for our vitamin D production. So vitamin D is a very important uh, vitamin and hormone that has a lot of um, benefits and um, sort of processes in our body. 
And even though we live in South Africa, a lot of people um, think that we get enough light. But it's coming up in a lot of lab results that we are vitamin D deficient. And one of the reasons for that is when we go out into the sun, we cover ourselves with sunblock, which blocks 97% uh, of the vitamin D absorption. Um, and then also we tend to wear longer clothes or don't spend enough time outside. So I would recommend that you spend at least 20 minutes uncovered or as uncovered as possible. Um, <laughs> sorry. In a T-shirt or whatever the case is. For 20 minutes um, to, and then after that to put on sunscreen and to cover your skin. So vitamin D is very important for your mood, for your muscles, for pain management, for your joints. I, um, I can't even um, mention all the benefits right now, but I encourage you to go and read up about the effects of vitamin D on your body, your mind, your hormones. So for depression, all those kind of things. Your vitamin D is vitally important, and that we get through the sun. So God has given us a lot of things that, that he has created that we need to use. Our eighth habit is intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting, there's been a lot of breakthrough and new research on, on intermittent fasting in the last couple of years, but the major thing... Um, about intermittent fasting is just the benefits that your body gets by giving your body rest and so not eating for, say, 16 hours and then eating in an eight-hour period. Again, there are so many benefits. There are, your body can um, start to repair and restore and heal itself just by giving it time to, um, to, to activate its anti-inflammatory markers and to restore itself without having to focus on digestion. So there are many benefits to fasting. Read up about it. Um, even if you start slowly, 10 to 12 hours, 14 hours, and build it up. Um, but find what works for you. Yeah, and also pray about it, I would say. So the ninth habit is food, our medicine. So when it comes to food, um, food has the power to heal us. It is the most potent tool we have to help and prevent and treat so many of our chronic illnesses what you put on your fork dictates whether you are sick or well, slim or overweight, depleted or energized. I often say that we are all created so differently, so there's not one specific diet or food group that um, suits all of us. We all, as I say, are different, so you need to find what works for you. For instance, gluten doesn't work for my body, so my body operates a lot better if I don't eat gluten. But you need to find what works for you. The major thing is, number one rule, is to cut out sugar as much as possible. Cut out your preservatives your, um, and your refined processed foods. The interesting thing is most of us, normal, the normal um, sort of average person is consuming 23 teaspoons of sugar a day just through eating um, processed foods. That's not your added foods. That's eating your, even a yogurt, a flavored yogurt is very full of sugar. So you want to opt for your plain yogurt, your, um, your higher fat yogurt, so sugar-free as much as possible. I would encourage you to go and read up about the effects that sugar has on your body. I think it's something, it's very interesting and it's way easier to stick to a plan or to become motivated if you know the reasons why your body doesn't like sugar and what it does to you. 
So I've put together a few things that um, you can look at um, stocking up in your fridge or your pantry on a weekly basis. If you have time to plant foods, that's also a very good thing to do. But otherwise, focus foods to stock up, stock up on our, so your number one thing would be your greens. So your spinach, your kale, your chard, and your broccoli. So they're your superstars in the world of nutrition. So often when we're tired, we hear the terms vitamin B, or when we're feeling unwell, your immune system's down, you hear the words, I need a bit of vitamin C, or I need to take Carenza, or oh, I'm having cramps, or you need some magnesium, or your body is retaining a lot of water, or you need some potassium, or um, my skin is very sensitive to the light, or you need um, beta carotene. All these nutrients and vitamins that we think we need through supplementing are found in our foods. So eat your foods, manage what you're eating on a daily basis. All your vitamins and nutrients that you need, again, are found in your food. Your food is your medicine. Choose what you eat and make sure that you're trying to eat at least, well, trying to um, alkalize your body as much as possible. So you want to eat as many raw fruits and vegetables as possible because sickness survives in a acidic environment, but it cannot survive in an alkaline environment. So you want your body to be as alkaline as possible. What makes your body alkaline? Raw fruits and vegetables, raw foods. They are high in enzymes, which alkalize your body. So there are many reasons why um, our greens are important. So one of the reasons is also your iron levels and um, for your um, your folate for your mood and your energy your, um, and your hormones. But I think that's all on the sheet. If you want more information, please let me know and I can definitely email it to you. But again, the focus is that your food is full of nutrients that supports your hormones and all your, um, your healthy immune functions. So our other foods are to focus on are your high antioxidant fruits and vegetables. And... Um, Two examples of those, I think I'll put a couple more on your sheet, is your um, beetroot and your berries. Very, very high in, in antioxidants to support your body to get rid of toxins. So on a daily basis, your body is amazing to heal itself, to gener regenerate itself. Your whole liver can regenerate itself if you support your body with the right nutrients and with the right foods. So your greens, your lemons, your... Um, even your cocoa, moringa, barley grass, wheatgrass, spirulina, I can never say this word, spirulina. Um, all those things are very, very important to facilitate your body to detox and heal itself and get rid of all the toxins that cause inflammation and then ultimately disease in our body. Our anti-inflammatory spices that we often overlook in our cupboards, so things that you cook with, even your, your pepper, your cinnamon, your cloves, your ginger, turmeric, um, are all high in anti-inflammatory properties. Your turmeric, so the things that you make curry with, is very high in curcumin, so this might... Um, yeah, sound a little bit strange to you, but your curcumin is so, so important for bone health. And as a major, it's, it's almost like your panado. So you need to eat turmeric to get your curcumin for your body to be able to prevent pain and manage inflammation, if that sounds, um, yeah. 
And then, so your cinnamon, also something that we often have in our cupboards, is something that we can use to manage our blood sugar levels. So if you have sugar cravings, try and eat a little bit of cinnamon with your food and see if it changes anything. Your cinnamon is also very high in antiviral and um, antibacterial properties. So your natural spices are very important. Then our next thing is our probiotics and our pre, um, uh, prebiotics. So as I mentioned earlier, I, my, through my health, I became very, very passionate about gut health. And I realized that um, if your gut doesn't function properly, the rest of your body doesn't function properly. So the term that they often use is if your gut, um, your gut is your second brain. So if your gut has any inflammation, the rest of your body can't really function properly because you're not absorbing your nutrients properly. So it's very important to try and support our gut to heal itself. So that's through your probiotic foods like your yogurt, your, your kefir, miso, pickled foods and veggies, your buttermilk, your apple cider vinegar, kombucha and your kimchi. And then your prebiotic foods, your onions and your garlics, leeks and artichokes. Then our next point is our fats. Don't be scared of fats. Your fats are so vitally important, especially your omega-3 oils. Your body doesn't um, make them, but your body can't function without them. So your omega oils, your omega-3 oils specifically, your things like your flaxseed, your fish oils, um, and oils from walnuts or nuts and seeds are very important. So again, don't be scared of your high-fat foods. Fat is important. One of the reasons is if you think of an electrical cord, an electrical cord has an insulation sheath around it to keep it safe. And your electrical cord transmits electricity from one point to the next, obviously. As soon as you lose that insulation, insulation sheath, the electrical cord becomes dangerous or doesn't function as it should. The same is with our bodies. Your body's um, made up of neurons that send little messages or impulses from one part of your body, your brain, to the rest of your body. So these little neurons have a fat sheath called a myelin sheath around it. And as soon as that myelin sheath starts degenerating through not giving your body the fats that it needs, these electrical impulses can't take place naturally. So your body cannot send its normal messages from the brain to the rest of the body. So again, your body doesn't make these fats and oils. It is very important for you to eat your fats and your oils. Don't be scared of your fats. Your fats don't make you fat. So your other oils, you can read up about your MCT oil, extra virgin olive oil, and then your avocados that I've put in a separate um, point. So it's not always what we eat, but how we eat. So your avos are very, are very high in um, anti-inflammatory properties. And this is a story I told last year. I'm going to tell it to you again, but take it with a pinch of salt. It's all about... Um, how you eat and not what you eat. So I was at a conference where they spoke about a guy that um, they gave him a burger for lunch and then after that they measured his inflammatory markers and his inflammatory markers um, skyrocketed to a certain level. Next day, same guy gave him a burger but added an avo with it and his inflammatory markers didn't skyrocket as much. So again, inflammation is what causes disease. Our ultimate goal is to decrease inflammation as much as possible. So it's not always what we eat, but how we eat. But still, a burger is not your best option. 
Our next thing is collagen and bone broth. This one is one of also the, the very, very important things that I'd like you to go and read up about. Collagen is so important for, again, your um, skin health, your joint health, your bone health. It's like the glue that keeps your body together um, or your joints and your cells together. You get your collagen through making things like your soups and your stews with bones and then also through gelatine. So just adding a bit of gelatine to your food or if you make homemade jelly, that's also a way to increase your collagen levels. But go and read up about it. Garlic and onions, also very high in antiviral and antibacterial properties. So try and eat them as much as possible. And then apple cider vinegar, something that alkalizes your bodies, get, um, gets rid of infections, yeast, um, and also has a lot of good properties. And then the other thing is your clean protein. So your, um, your red meats and your chicken and um, your nuts, again, Try and eat as clean as possible. And as I said this morning, I often get the question of, do we need to eat organic meats and vegetables? And that's a big thing. So often I say, if possible, obviously the answer is yes. But our organic foods are very expensive and sometimes unachievable, which then I find leads to discouragement. Then people completely give up and don't even eat healthily, even just a tiny bit, just because they don't, they're not getting um, organic foods. So I say if you have spinach that's organic versus spinach that's not organic, and your budget can only, you can only do um, non-organic spinach, like most of us can only do non-organic spinach, ask God, so it's um, ask God, you doing your part, ask God to do the rest, to give you the same benefits from the non-organic spinach. So you still wash your, your vegetables, you still um, try and keep them as clean as possible, but you do your best and you ask God to do the rest. Don't get bogged down about organic stuff and then get discouraged and then not eating healthily at all. So try and do organic as much as possible, but again, you do your best and you ask God for the rest. Our next thing is water, green tea, and black tea. So again, our bodies are made up of 65 to 75% of water. If we don't drink enough water on a daily basis, we start to get dehydrated. One of the first um, things that you should think about when you have a headache or if you're feeling exhausted is, have I had enough water today? Um, so yeah, so when it comes to our health and our lifestyle habits, remember there's a difference between making an idol of healthy principles and applying these things for your good health to glorify God. Our goal is to glorify God with our bodies. So the worship band can come up and then the prayer ministry team. So if you've been dealing with a health um, problem that you haven't experienced any breakthrough with in the last while or and you've, re you've been really discouraged about it um, and just have almost stopped praying about it, I'd like you to come forward and um, just pray with us. Then if, you're, um, if you have any addictions or you struggle with um, sugar addictions or anything, you're really struggling to keep motivated to live healthily, then also come up and pray with us. The other thing is if you have had any trauma in your life, that has caused you to have um, any emotional eating disorder, I'd really like to pray with you.
So, Lord, we just want to glorify you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are so interested in every single part of us. Thank you, Lord, that you are such a good and faithful Father. You created our bodies, and you want us to flourish in them, Lord God. And we just lay down our bodies, and we say, we want to glorify you, Lord. We want to submit to your ways, Lord. Thank you again that all authority and power is in your name, Lord God. And thank you, Lord God, that you are with us through everything, Lord, whether it's our um, lifestyle habits, our moods, our, um, our diets, our exercise. You are with us in all of it, Lord God. And I just pray that you'll come and reveal to us how we should do things. You are so, so good. You are such a good father. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus.